Hello, everybody. You're listening to Our Community, Our Mission. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission, here in the last day of October of 2020. Yes, it's the end of October. The end of How October. is that happening? Um, yeah, and uh, we've got a national election coming up uh, in about a week. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Time time is flying. It really is flying. And uh, we're going to talk about how fast it's been flying today yeah. in relationship to Christmas and the holidays and everything that's coming up. Marion Crable, Director of our Supportive Services, good morning. Good morning. And thank you. And Kim Turley, uh, who is Director of Volunteers, Events, and our Media Coordinator. So <laughs> yes, thank last you. time, I th- a couple of weeks ago, I said that you were the Director of the Media. And so I uh, <laughs> no. didn't want you getting any hate mail. <laughs> No, so, definitely not. But, uh, you know, uh, we uh, uh, as we get into this, uh, last week we had Steve Davis, who is the CEO of Harvesters, with us. And just an incredible uh, phone interview with him talking about all of the amazing things that are happening with Harvesters and with uh, what we're doing at Topeka Rescue Mission. You know, Harvesters has um, – 760 partners, we're one of them. So they've got a big job of collecting food from all over the country, uh, bringing it uh, to the Kansas City area as well as Topeka. And then we are one of the recipients and have been for some time of being able to access some of that food from harvesters. Um, And then we um, also have been uh, part of accessing food from the uh, family, Farmers to Families program. Yes. Which, um, last we knew the numbers, uh, we have served uh, the equivalent of under just just under two million meals. Isn't that amazing? Since March or April, it's hard to even visualize that, right? I mean, how me- how much food is that? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. That's a lot of forklifting. That's yes. a lot of heavy lifting. Yep. Yes, and that is eighty partners. Uh, that have partnered with us through churches and organizations, City of Topeka being one, uh, to get volunteers, hundreds of volunteers, to go out and deliver 2 million meals Mm -hmm. in a multi-county area around Shawnee County. Yeah. This is amazing. It is. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a really special thing that's happening. It it is. And um, and the hunger issues um, have not been solved uh, with 2 million meals, roughly, that we've served. Um, And they won't be. Uh, but what they are is they're helping people to have some hope. Mm-hmm. And and it's not the same in every part of the country right now. And right. around the world, um, we are seeing really troubling reports mm-hmm. um, about hunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID has taken some parts of the world uh, that were already food insecure and have now made it food cr- critical mm-hmm. um, to the point of predicted famine, yeah. Central America other parts of the world, um, and we're just now beginning to understand the magnitude of that. Mm -hmm. But something Steve said last week um, that we just kind of want to focus on today, Mm -hmm. Um, we were talking about the global issues, we're talking about the country, we're talking about, you know, how complicated this is, Um, increased homelessness, uh, moratoriums on evictions coming to an end, different things that really could be coming our way. But he said, at least we can say not in our community. Yeah. And we kind of really well, picked up on that. And we talked about not here. We don't have to let it happen here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so going into this conversation today, um, we have some areas of concern. And, um, you know, one of those obviously is what we've been talking about, homelessness and hunger. But also this is going to be a different holiday season. Yes. Um, 
in so many ways. Um, Miriam, what uh, we had a board meeting the other night, and one of our board members was just really uh, expressing her um, sadness yes. about people who may just be so lonely yeah. this Christmas season. Sure. It kind of affected both of us, even though it was on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, we could see her eyes and we could see her sadness and her compassion and her question, how can we do something different? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I think we saw her. What we saw was her heart. Mm-hmm. Right. And her heart was troubled. Um, and as we think about how different things will be this holiday season. You know, we've talked a little bit about Christmas and not being able to do Christmas here at TRM the same way that we have in the past um, and trying to come up with new ways. And I know Kim is working with the Thanksgiving folks uh, that usually do the Thanksgiving dinner and changes there. And so what about all of those folks that depend on these um, ways to celebrate the holiday what happens to them? You know, how do they now adjust and will they be alone? And how do we reach out to them in a different way? How do, how do we make it not so lonely or not so isolating? You know, and I think Josh was the one that said, too, it's not only that the holidays will be different, but it's also that the temperature is cold. And so that in and of itself is more isolating because you just don't get out and walk or, you know, go to the park or do anything like that. So now you've got cold and events that look different if they happen at all. And it's, it's a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. Kim, you being in charge of events, we've had to cancel a number of our events um, here at the mission. One is some Christmas parties for the kids due to COVID. Yeah. Um, but we're not forgetting about the kids. No, not and, at all. And so what are we doing differently? It's just more of in-house things we're going to have to be doing. Um, we just don't want to make it a special time just because our guests here, they come here because they know they're going to be loved on. Um, and we want to make sure they feel loved on. That's not going to be put aside because that's just TRM. I mean, we want to make sure everyone feels special when they're with us and get the help that they need. Um, and especially the kiddos at Christmas time, because a lot of these kiddos may have never experienced a Christmas before, um, because they're, oh, we have a lot of younger ones, um, but we want to make sure it's still special for them. Um, we don't know what it's going to look like right now, obviously everything still, but I mean, we're still going to do Christmas decorations. We're still going to do those things to make it a little bit special. They're still going to get Christmas gifts. There's going to be some type of a meal. Um, so there's still going to be those things. It's just not going to be probably as extravagant we've done in the years past. So, And I think, uh, you know, that's good for our folks here. But there's <coughs> so many people in, in, in our community that are just feeling isolated. Mm-hmm. They're feeling um, kind of left behind. Uh, obviously, they can't go socialize and do some of the things that they've done before. If they do, they're risking their lives or the lives of others. Some people are pressing the window on that and, and doing some things that maybe aren't safe um, because this pandemic is real. Right. Um, I think that uh, any way we cut it, we don't know how impactful it is. We don't know exactly which statistics are accurate, but we know this thing is here. Right. Um, there has been enough evidence of that now that you can't argue against that. Um, the methods of how we approach it, that's arguable. But, but the bottom line is people are feeling very disenfranchised. And so as we're at the last part of October, and we have a November and then the Christmas season coming up right after Thanksgiving. What do we, what do we think? What can we do to say in our community, we're not going to let 
people be disenfranchised here. We're not going to be let people feel isolated. Um, what kind of examples do have we seen through Operation Food Secure that would give us an idea we're onto something here? You know, I think the way we've seen neighbors, whether they are right next door neighbors or whether they are cross town neighbors, how they have come together to try to make sure that everyone has what they need related to food mm-hmm. has been really remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about the woman that um, knew that her neighbor was um, not getting out of her house much and knew that her husband had died not that long ago. And so instead of just saying, well, she doesn't come out, I can't talk to her, wrote her a letter to let her know what would happen and how that woman then responded by giving them an indication, you know, by tying something to her doorknob that she was in need of food. But that woman really went, the woman that wrote the letter, in my mind, went above and beyond what was necessary, sort of, or what we might have thought that people would do when to, to make sure that this woman was really okay. You know, or I think about the little boy, um, in the one neighborhood in East Topeka or in the Oakland area that kept riding his bike back and forth with his little wagon mm-hmm. to pick up food for his neighbors because he knew they couldn't get to where the food was, mm-hmm. you know, and what that means, you know, number one, he was aware enough and he just used his resources, which were his little legs and his bike and his yeah. wagon Absolutely. to deliver food. So all of those things, all of those ways to just maybe open our eyes and be willing to step out just in a little bit different way and find out about our neighbors could help tremendously in identifying how each of us can make a difference in the lives of folks that we come in contact with or that live near us Mm -hmm. um, or that our church is reaching out to. You know, and it's not just the people who are getting reached out to, it's the people who do the reaching out. And that's really, it's a two-way street here. Isn't um, that amazing? Uh, of really that Christmas spirit. Sure. Um, and the value in that, because there are people, Kim, and you oh, yeah. are testified to this as being the director of volunteers here. There are people kind of disappointed that they don't get to do some things in the normal way. Yeah, exactly. They did. Why are they disappointed? They get, a, <laughs> they get some time off. I mean, you know, what's, what's the problem with that? <laughs> Well, I mean, a lot of people during the, you know, every year during the holiday season, that's when the most volunteers come through to us and everyone wants to give back during this time of the year. Um, But what I'm going to be recommending to people too is, you know, instead of coming donating your time here, whether, because we may not have as many opportunities, we'll still have some, but you know, do something good for your neighbor. Um, Goes back to our freedom we've been talking about. Do those three acts of kindness. Doesn't have to be your neighbor. It can be anyone. Um, so if you're baking cookies for the mission, um, you can bake your cookies for your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Take Go door to door. Take them, write them a card. I know we've had virtual opportunities of people writing cards. Have your kids to make Christmas cards for your neighborhood or even a nursing home. You don't go, don't go into the nursing homes, but take those cards to those nursing homes because a lot of them are still closed and can't take outside visitors. And people are really lonely. They are very lonely, very lonely. You know, I think... Uh, one of the churches um, that I was at uh, in their distribution here a few weeks ago, um, you know, they, they, they had some things happen that they didn't expect were going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, one was um, as cars were pulling up and they were handing out food boxes and uh, a lady, uh, a couple ladies um, came up who were homeless. Um, and they weren't probably expecting that to happen. And one lady had a wagon with her. Mm. 
and uh, no car, uh, pulling our own wagon. And this was in an area of the community that was more of a destination, you would Mm -hmm. think, if people were in need. In other words, they publicized where the food was going to be. People drove up. They put it in their trunk and they drove off. But you wouldn't expect in this particular neighborhood where this church is planted Mm. there to be homeless folks, yet there was. Mm -hmm. And these two ladies came up, and it was a great opportunity for this church to, number one, be aware a little bit more of what's going on in their community Mm -hmm. that's hidden, yes, but also to reach out and minister to this woman. Mm -hmm. And that same same, uh, church, uh, a little bit later, there was a guy that rode up on a bike, and he couldn't get the food on his bicycle, mm-hmm. uh, the the big food box and the gallon of milk, mm-hmm. and to be able to balance it to <laughs> oh, yeah. get home, uh, which we found out he wasn't going home. He was going to work. Oh, my. And he had several miles to ride his bicycle oh, to goodness. get to work um, to do a painting job. And so um, there was an opportunity there to give him a ride mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, and get to know him and get his phone number. Yeah. To be able to help this man who mm. does have a place to live, isn't homeless, but he is living barely, meagerly in central Topeka, yet was working clear out off of Yurish and 21st Street. And is riding a bike to get and there. riding a bike to get there. I asked oh. him, I said, how many miles a week do you ride from where you live to go to work and go to, and he said, about 60 miles a week. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Word. I said, What? He said, yeah, I stay in pretty good shape doing it too. And he was. <laughs> I you know, so. He was a little fella. He was older. I'm going to guess he was probably late 50s or 60, but riding 60 miles a week. Now there's, you know, we say, if you saw him and say, you know, he's got a food basket or whatever, you'd say, oh, there's a guy who's just yeah. taking advantage of the system. No, this is a guy trying to work. Yeah. And uh, help people who have means of doing painting in their homes and those kind of things. And But the cool thing about it is the church was able mm-hmm. to see – a way to bless somebody they never met before. Somebody that didn't walk through their door. Right. Somebody that had a need, and because of that need, they were able to do something very, very different and special with this guy. Oh, that's a very cool story. That's a very cool story. And what a great example, you know, of how sometimes we don't recognize the need right in front of us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That we make judgments or we have perceptions about different things and don't recognize everything. All, all of the things that people are carrying, mm-hmm. including having to drive 60 miles on a bicycle a week yeah, for nice. work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it won't be that easy to do when the weather really gets bad. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, maybe he won't be able to get to his job or whatever. But if somebody in that church gets to know him yeah. and it doesn't mean that he has to be a church member, but right. he is a neighbor, a friend, right. can help him. And that's really where it starts. Right. And if we yeah. are very good at doing that, um, engaging with our neighbors, then we can actually, as as Steve Davis said last week, it doesn't have to be that way in our neighborhood. Right. It doesn't have to be that way here. And what we mean by that, it doesn't have to be devastating mm-hmm. uh, for everybody. And we don't have to lose. We can't solve the world's problem. Right. But we can really take care of folks here. Right. Mm-hmm. We could well. we could be committed that no one will remain invisible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. That everyone feels seen. Um, and recognized by somebody around them. And that, that could be beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. Now, how we do that, who knows? But, yeah. you know, as you were talking, Kim, I was thinking, you know, it's almost as if we could go back a little bit to times that might be a little simpler, mm-hmm. right? And what can we do without having to come in contact? Well, I remember at Christmas, as, 
a little girl. This will probably age me, so no comments if it does. Um, be coming from me. <laughs> but I think I mean, about Christmas caroling, uh, yeah. you know, and how that would bless the people that you would go carol for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you could, they would hear this sound from outside and they would always open their door. You mm-hmm. may know them, you may not know them. You can be a small group, it's outside. Um, you know, risk of transmission of this virus is less outside. You know, maybe there's things like that that we just have to hearken back to a mm-hmm. little bit to kind of think about what kind of things can we do like that that will help people not feel so isolated yeah. um, without us even necessarily knowing exactly who those people are. Yeah. I've heard people, uh, and w- we didn't, get locked down. Um, we all had to come to mission. Yes. Uh, so uh, we didn't stay home. But I've heard of people said, I've watched every single uh, series there is on Netflix. I am yeah, so sure. tired of sitting in front of my Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Absolutely. Um, they're, just, they're just like, can't watch another episode of Tiger King or whatever the thing was. I've never seen it yet. I think it's about a tiger and a king. I don't know. But <laughs> no, not really. Not, exactly. that? Okay. not exactly. Okay. I would say go ahead and skip it. Yeah, go ahead and skip it. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that too. I don't know why it became popular and don't really care. But we, we didn't face that, but a lot of people have. And what a great opportunity now for people to say, mm-hmm. hmm, it's about November 1. Yeah. I've got a next couple of months that I can say, what could I do to really add value to my own personal life mm-hmm. instead of watching another, was it Tiger King? Is that the name of it? Something like that. Something like I that. didn't. Yes, or whatever. <laughs> okay. Or whatever. I watched it. Um, did you, Kim? Okay, we'll get the highlights later. You didn't miss later. anything. Okay. Uh, if I could say my life is worth more than that, to be able to do something more valuable than that, and what would that be? And it might be right at your front door. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think it'll it goes back to what you said that Steve mentioned, this whole not in our community or what our board member was willing to say, not in our community. Yeah. Not in our community will people feel unseen. Not in our community will they feel lonely or ignored or without hope or um, isolated. Not in our community. But that takes all of us. It does. Right? And And it takes us getting past some of... Some of our fear, some of our, you know, I think the isolation has brought about a comfort level in that isolation. Mm -hmm. And how do we break away from that? Thinking that we we can't interact, but rather try to find the ways where we can Mm -hmm. interact. Kim, I think your idea about taking cards to to, uh, senior citizens Mm -hmm. in nursing homes is a great idea. You know, I think about my aunt who is in a nursing home in Mound Ridge and um, she is 90 over 90 years old. Mm. And unfortunately, my cousin is watching her memory fade because of lack of interaction, you know, and so there's so many people like that. And how is it that we can just give them glimmers of, of what would feel normal and what would keep them engaged and happy again. So I think, I think those are all great ideas Mm -hmm. of ways that we can just be creative um, and reach out to people in different kind of ways. You know, we spend a lot of times on this uh, podcast talking about these more complex issues and, and uh, what we're talking about here is simple. Right. And, uh, you know, normally in a place like a rescue mission, a nonprofit, we'd be saying, help us, help us, help us. And we do need your help. (laughs) I'm not saying we don't (laughs) uh, to do this um, very large job that we have. But also 
um, we're asking you to consider helping somebody just right out your front door. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it is down the street. Maybe it is at the nursing home. Maybe you don't know your neighbors and you might even take a risk to put a card on their doorstep and um, say, I don't even know your name, but I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. You know, yeah. and just, you know, there might be somebody that might change everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that. How many times have we heard about somebody that was ready to give up mm-hmm. and maybe even check out from this life because nobody noticed them and somebody just simply obeyed mm-hmm. doing something to recognize somebody? Yeah. And, uh, and that was the thing that turned their life around. Yeah. And and the person who does it, go, I didn't have any idea that they were that desperate. Yeah. But yet people are desperate right now. Mm-hmm. They're desperate for hope. They're desperate for solutions. Mm-hmm. They're desperate to be touched when we can't touch, mm-hmm. but we can touch in different mm-hmm. ways. Kim, I know some people um, are going to want to help out at the Topeka Rescue Mission. Yeah. Uh, we still need people. We're not saying don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but how can people come and help, and what are some of the areas that they'll need, we'll need help with in these next couple of months? Well, I'm sure we're going to need people because of the Thanksgiving. There's, we're still going to be serving a meal on Thanksgiving Day here. Um, we'll still serve a meal on Christmas Day. We'll still have some form of Christmas shopping we'll doing. Don't know what that looks like, but I'll be posting all those opportunities and those to help out at the Christmas Bureau as well with their intake, which starts next week. Um, so all those will be listed on our website under special events on the volunteer page. Um, so they visit trmonline.org and then click on volunteers and then special events. So they'll be listed there or just go ahead and give me a call at 730-8856. Okay. And also, it's not just Thanksgiving and Christmas Day mm-hmm. or the season. It's every single day at the mission. Exactly. We still need food servers. We still need people volunteering in the distribution center because we're f- doing food baskets to record numbers oh of people goodness. who are driving up. And then there's Operation Food Secure that we're not sure exactly where the food's going to come from in November and December right. at this point. Um, we've had this amazing amount of food come from the USDA. But we don't know if that's going to happen, but we're still going to have hungry people. Yep. And so if people want to help out with Operation Food Secure, what do they do? Still just give me a call. We'll get you connected. Um, my email's listed on the volunteer page as well, so people can email because I know it's a digital age. Some people don't want to do phone calls as well. Um, but shoot me an email, give me a call. Um, I'll get you connected because we have opportunities daily that you can get involved with. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's still those opportunities here, uh, but also we're encouraging people to go elsewhere as well. Maybe it's another uh, agency. Maybe it's your church. And again, maybe it's just at your front door. Miriam, this is the time of year where TRM uh, depends upon the financial donation. Too. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, we absolutely do. In fact, these November and December sort of need to be really big giving months. <laughs> they do. Really, you really know, big. <laughs> right? Because they kind of carry us into the beginning of the year when things slow down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So financial gifts are definitely needed and welcome, especially as we look at how we do things a little bit different um, and need cash to invest in a little bit different ways. So yeah. how can people give? They can they can email us. They can give online at trmonline.org. Um, they can mail us a check. They can even come and drop off a check. We will take gifts in all different kinds of ways. We can't actually walk in the front door right now, but we'll certainly right. come out and get their check and put it in a lockbox. Absolutely. Uh-huh. They can send a check to 600 North Kansas Avenue, yes. uh, Topeka, Kansas, 66608. That is correct. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and the post office box is... 
Oh my goodness! Tell me what the post office box. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, I no. almost said eighty three forty, and I knew that wasn't right. Yeah. And I'm like eight three five zero. And here, here's where I go back. And please don't remember me saying this, but thirteen ninety seven. That was the post box <laughs> when I first started here thirty five years ago, and that's what Good came to my you. mind first. That's what happens. They say when you get to be this vintage. <laughs> vintage. <laughs> but we've it's changed a very the vintage. We have a bigger box now. So. Yes, we absolutely do. <laughs> but, and people can just they can call too. Um, yeah. And at Seven eight five three five four seventeen hundred and ask for extension three one six, and I'd be happy to talk to them. And that really cool way to give now, and that's text to give, yeah. And that's text TRM give to seven seven nine seven seven. I've got that down now. <laughs> text TRM give to seven seven nine seven seven. Again, this is the time of year that um, we really do um, look at how we're going to bless a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of money that's going to be spent in gift cards and food and so many other things. And also keep our shelters open. We've talked about maybe even investing in some additional shelter for the winter. Uh, But also, how are we going to look for 2021? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to – and, again, I've been here 35 years almost. And I've always struggled by mentioning the money part Mm -hmm. until I had so many people said, quit hesitating to mention the money part because we want to be a part of this. Right. And when I've got that through my head, I don't have as much trouble mentioning the money part right <laughs> now because people, it's not about, yeah, we need money to do this, but people want to be a part of what we do. They do. And so there's a lot of opportunities here um, in this community where some communities right now are really struggling around the country mm-hmm. and around the globe. Um, with all kinds of civil unrest, poverty, immense homelessness and hunger. We have a little bit of all of that here. But we can say, as, as Steve said last week, it doesn't have to be here, mm-hmm. not here. We're not going to allow that to happen here. And I know by virtue of nearly a 2 million meals that's been served, people are already saying, we don't want hunger here. Right. We want to help people. Mm-hmm. Right. So there is some hope ahead of us, and yes. the hope is right at your front door. Whether it's hopping in your car, coming down to the rescue mission, or whether it's going to the nursing home or going to your church or going to your civic group or maybe just your next-door neighbor, there is hope in this season of Christmas and Thanksgiving and the season of caring that's ahead of us. Well, thank you for listening to our community, our mission. Um, as we said, we gave you the information on how you can help us here, but also want to remind you that you can listen to a rebroadcast of this podcast on KFGB 97.7 FM locally on Fridays at noon. That's uh, KFGB 97.7 uh, on Fridays at noon. And also you can go online to what's called the UpperRoomRadioOnline.com, UpperRoomRadioOnline.com, or listen to our community, our mission, anywhere that you can get a podcast. Thank you. God bless. 